when I was in, in my seminary years, I studied in Spain for a couple years, and one of the great things we had to do was uh, kitchen duty, KP, kitchen patrol. And uh, my job that I remember, and I still remember it very vividly, was setting the table for about 180 seminarians. And we had these plates, nothing like we'd have in the United States. These were Purex plates. They were clear glass. And um, so I was in a hurry. When you're in a hurry, good things do not happen. Bad things happen. And so I was, I had some plates and I, extra ones, and I pushed them on the cart. It was on the second level. And I didn't realize that there were already plates there and they just slipped off the, the, uh, the shelf of the cart. And about 15 of these plates, Purex plates, crashed to the ground. And it was a mound of just broken glass. But it was amazing how it broke. Shattered into little itty bitty pieces. No way. So I just got my the dustpan and had to talk to my rector, etc. But the image of that pile of brokenness, complete brokenness, is just a mere analogy to understand a little bit what happened after Adam and Eve sinned. It was completely shattered. Creation creation was shattered. And God, as it says here, as he's calling for Adam, it's not calling him out in the judgmental way. It's calling him out because he's hurt. Eve is hurt. Where are you? You're no longer walking with me. How come? And as the story went on, freedom that God gave them and God gives us is an awesome gift. Awesome. It's filled with great possibilities and tremendous repercussions if not used well. So how would God not go back on creation? Go back on his decision? Go back on, I've made man and woman in my image and likeness and therefore free. How not to go back on that? And then we heard in Genesis that he had a plan. God has a plan. And that plan, a major part of that plan, actually essential to that plan, is the Blessed Virgin Mary. And that she, in order to have Jesus, had to be completely and utterly free from sin. And how to do that? as we know, through the Immaculate Conception. That's a dogma. We must believe that, that she was conceived in the womb of her mother, free from sin. But we all need a Savior. And therefore, theologians and the Church saw that she was free from sin, but pointing in the, for the, toward the future merits of Jesus Christ on the cross. We all need a Savior. We desperately need a Savior. And Mary, therefore, lived that, that great, the great freedom of the Immaculate Conception because of the future merits of her son, Jesus. And finally, 
something that we can uh, glean as well from the gospel as the angel bows down to her and hence full of grace you're full in this message and then she says well how can this be how can I be a mother if I have no relations with a man meaning that she in her mind in Joseph's mind was going to be ever virgin they were going to have a very special marriage and then explaining that the Holy Spirit would conceive in her womb Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit and therefore that was the only explanation she asked for because therefore she trusted unconditionally God's path every step of the way.